You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. Hey, what is up, everyone? This is the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuquette. Today on the show, we have Maron Kamari. Uh, Maron, what's up, man? You've been a member of the group for a while now. I think it, it was the 50K group when you came back, uh, when you came in a while ago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Nick? It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, I was in the group before <clears throat> it was Million Dollar Sellers. Uh, it was a 50K group. I think Ian had started it. I had joined just kind of around the time I was starting my business. So kind of that group basically helped me get to where I am now. Oh, nice, man. So that's, yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting. So Amazon must have picked up pretty quickly for you then once you got started. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real quick, actually, quicker than I thought. So I launched uh, my business like around Q4, like just after Black Uh, Friday. So I like things picked up like right in the, in crunch time. And um, I like, yeah, so things happen pretty fast. Nice, man. That's exciting. What year was that? Like 2015, 2016? Yeah, late 2015. uh, Basically, yeah, November 2015. Nice. The golden age for me. Yeah. (laughs) Nice, man. That's exciting. And then like, how quick did you get into MDS? That's pretty cool that it happened that fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the barrier to entry for MDS uh, was much lower then because it wasn't like the million dollar seller group. But uh, yeah, so I kind of grew along with that requirement. So yeah, that was great. Nice, man. That's the first time I've heard uh, someone say that, like they got into the group right then and then right when they started the business and that it really kind of helped carry them them through. I know, of course, we have so many members that love love the group and what it provides, but uh, pretty cool to see, uh, you know, it happened that early on as well. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think... um, because a lot of people join the group after they've like reached seven figures uh, and stuff. But for me, the group was basically pivotal in me getting there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, man. And was that, was that your first crack at entrepreneurship or, or did you try some things before that? Uh, well, I've always been kind of entrepreneurial minded. I remember like when I was a kid, I, I'd, um, I'd sneak away from the after school playground and go over to 7 Eleven and like buy a bunch of candy and sell them to the kids at school okay. to try to profit and like buy video games and stuff with it. So I've always been been like that. But um I'd say the first real entrepreneurial steps I took was um I'd say 2013, 2014, I started getting into real estate investing. Oh, okay. Um and treating that like professionally, like a business. So, so even though it's just investing, like I, I, I treated it, it like with an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset. And um, yeah, that's kind of where it officially started, like as an adult. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And what was like, so what was kind of your biggest motivating factor for your journey into entrepreneurship? Was it like, you just were wanting to hustle, make money, or was it like a lifestyle thing or... Well, so kind of all of the above, but mainly it started because my dad had passed away early in 2013, kind of just after he retired. And it really hit home for me because I was like, man, 
potentially someone can work, you know, their whole life and like never get a chance to like enjoy their freedom, travel and do all the things that they've been like hoping for while they're working their nine to five jobs. So when that happened, it kind of like, like kind of kicked me in the butt. Like, okay, I don't want that to happen to me. I'm going to do whatever I can to hustle, to make sure that I have that freedom sooner. And like that kind of got the, the gears turning to like starting to read books, think about like business and um, like what I can do with my life where like I could just live it now and enjoy my freedom. And that, that's kind of like where it started. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. So, so I, I definitely hear you. Something you said stuck with me was just like, you know, we work hard all, all our life and, and you retire and then something like you know, outside of our control can still, still happen. And it, it reminded me of like a quote that I heard, I forget exactly who said it, but you know, they were talking about our journey through life and like how it's all kind of risky. Like no matter what path you go down, uh, there is a risk involved and you know, you should really take that in con into consideration when you're, you know, deciding on a job you're thinking about taking or, you know, a, a school you're thinking about going to, um, you know, and, and really look for that path that's going to give you that desired result. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, so I, what, what was life like when you decided to, to go on this journey to, to make this happen? Okay. So I was working in healthcare. I used to work in a, a medical lab, a histopathology lab. Okay. And I guess life at that time, I was just working the graveyard shift because the lab had this 24 hour turnaround time for specimens. And, um, yes, yeah, wake, awake all night, sleeping all day. It was like affecting like social life and stuff like that. So, um, at that time I started to like read a bunch of books, join forums, um, get into the community of like real estate investing and that entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset and uh um just just going to work doing my job and then when i would get home instead of like going out like like with my friends doing a bunch of you know stupid stuff like i would uh just yeah focus on my business and like learn i think the biggest part at that time was just learning what i didn't know uh um, and i spent a lot of time doing that okay yeah so how do you like was there ever a point where it was it was hard for you to do that, like to, to could get off work and to say, Hey, I'm going to focus on this side hustle, focus on this dream I have. I'm trying to move away from how life is. Um, you know, I think a lot of us have been through that. I know I've been, and for a long time I was like, ah, screw it. You know, I'm just going to go out. <laughs> like, what was that process for you? Or did you kind of just make that decision and, and dive in? Yeah, I, I definitely made the decision. Like, like I said, uh, yeah, when my dad passed away, it hit me pretty hard. So okay. I kind of had that, like, that drive from that, from that moment on, like, okay. yeah, this is real. And like procrastination is not going to get in the way. Like I, I need to do this type of thing. Um, and yeah, I, de I don't think I mentioned this yet, but like, I've been doing, um, Brazilian jujitsu for about 12, 13 years now. Okay. And that was definitely tougher for me than entre entrepreneurship. Just getting my ass kicked every day. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could pass on the park. Yeah, yeah. getting my butt kicked. <laughs> getting, yeah, yeah, getting my butt kicked every day and like coming back and learning more. And it's like really gruesome and stuff. And um, going through that kind of made it easy 
to learn and go through like kind of like the trials and tribulations of like uh, all the things we go through changing from like uh, an employee to a business owner. So whenever something came up, I kind of just thought about it. Like, okay, this isn't as hard as jujitsu. I can just keep going. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. Martial arts, uh, martial arts, I think teaches us a lot of lessons that can be applied uh to other areas of our life just like i think having a business does as well yeah. um yeah you know, when you when you're a few years in you kind of reflect and you're like oh i use this skill in other places and this lesson in other places as well yeah um, yeah definitely so it sounds like that moment in your life where you know uh, unfortunately your your dad passing away like that that was the the kind of moment that tipped the scale in this uh direction was there something before that that you had been thinking about making this change um def actually i i don't think so no no i was just working my job and kind of like doing the doing the thing i had saved up to buy a house i was living in it uh like i said work in the graveyard shift and i thought i had gotten everything that would make me happy like okay i got this good paint job yeah i have this home everything's cool but then i felt kind of even before my dad passed away i was like thinking that okay what next right because i'm not fully like fulfilled in doing this like it was kind of like a feeling that i had but uh i didn't really take much action on it until you know my dad passed and i was like okay screw this let's let's go Okay. Yeah. So you get in, you get into these real estate communities and like, like how, how did that go? How was the real estate business for you? Yeah. Yeah. So actually speaking about community. So every time I want to learn something new or like get involved in something, community is a pretty big part of it. Like, uh, especially in the learning, in the learning phase, when you don't have as much confidence, uh, in the like endeavor you're trying to take on. Um, so like with real estate, I went and I went online to these forums, uh, met a bunch of real estate investors. It's pretty big forum, bigger pockets. Uh, I was just on there. I was just on there every day talking to people. I actually became a moderator on the forum and just like getting involved in it to the point where, okay, like real estate, just thinking and talking about it. And this whole business kind of became part of my life. So it was like easy to take the next step into like, okay, buying a home, renting it out and kind of like scaling that up, uh, because I joined the community and like, kind of made that like my everyday thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did that. Uh, I met some contacts. I mean, some, um, some future partners that I invested in real estate with, uh, on those forums and, um, yeah, I kind of started with that. Nice. I like that. Um, that, that community, they have a really good podcast I've listened to recently as well. Yeah. Actually I was on that podcast. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I came across that episode. I'll have to, I was listening to it for a while. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll link you to it after, okay. after we talk. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So how did that lead you a- into Amazon? Okay, so funny story. Uh, I after I did that podcast, I had a bunch of people reach out to me after hearing me on the podcast, wanting to uh, me to help them start in real estate. Uh, they kind of my story resonated with them, and some people wanted to do partnerships. And I partnered 
with a few different people. We formed a few different companies, but one of the guys, uh, his name's Wilson. He, um, he became my partner. We bought a couple houses together and, uh, his, his role in our partnership was kind of like, he brought the money and the, the credit to get financing for purchasing these homes. And, uh, cause he had a high paying job and he messaged me saying that he was going to quit his job. And I was like, Hey, whoa, what do you mean you got to quit your job, man? Cause that's kind of like, what's enabling us to, uh, get the financing for these homes. And he told me, oh, he's doing this new Amazon thing. Like he's killing it. And, um, and that like, yeah, he's made enough to like quit his job. And, um, he was, he came through town and we just met up and he was telling me about it. And he actually introduced me to the whole concept of Amazon FBA, uh, and got my, my gears turning with that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So actually my podcast interview and then my real estate partnership led me to like the whole Amazon, uh, business idea. Oh man. I wonder, I wonder what this one would lead to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Actually, he was in the group. He was in NDS for a while, but then okay. he, uh, he started doing some other stuff and became okay. inactive and kind of like, yeah, it's no longer there. Okay. Yeah. So you had mentioned you had come on, you, you went on there, uh, you went on that podcast and like you, you had a story or something you had shared that would really resonated with a bunch of people that reached out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause basically, yeah, just what I was talking about before, like I was working the job. I was living in the, in Los Angeles at the time. Okay. Like, um, um, real estate's expensive there. And I was buying out of state properties and I was doing it while working and like, kind of just sharing my story of starting from scratch and like not knowing what the hell was going on at the beginning. And that's like kind of where most people start. So a lot of people just reached out and like talked to a lot of people and, and yeah. It's a partnerships out of that. You know, I think it's, it's, I think we did talk about this maybe in the group at one point, but I guess, uh, it was a similar situation that kind of led me to Amazon cause I was doing shift work as well. And I really just didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, ter- it's rough, man. Uh, that enough right there was, um, you know, bad enough to make me want to get out. I did not handle it well, you know? Yeah. Like I felt kind of, um, like I, I, I felt like I got it worse. Like whatever it was that was going on, it definitely affected me like way more than I think it affected, um, other people that, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I complained about it more than, more than everyone else, but, uh, yeah, I was glad to get out of there, but I did fall asleep at the wheel three times. Oh crap. Yeah. The third time I was like, oh, I got to stop. And I started a landscaping business. And that, okay. that failed miserably. And that's what led me <laughs> to, uh, to e-commerce. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Shift, uh, graveyard shift, shift work is like, it's, it's pretty rough, man. You're basically living like a vampire, but you're not sucking blood. <laughs> you're yeah. just tired all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Not healthy. Right. Yeah, man, I'm with you there. So, so once you got picked up on Amazon, did you get, do you keep the real estate stuff going? Did you put it on pause or kind of, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely kept everything still going, which is kind of hard at first. Cause yeah. um, you know, I had to go through the learning phase and the building phase of the Amazon business. So definitely didn't give it my full attention. Uh, I was still working my job. Um, and it definitely. 
Yeah, the real estate stuff kind of definitely took a side seat, but uh, yeah, focused more on the Amazon business. But like my mentality was, um, it kind of shifted a little bit where Amazon, the business was that I'm building is to generate income, help me leave my job. And then I can use the, the, the profits that I make and don't spend like the profits I save. I can use that to invest in real estate, like after I have money from the business. So I, I kind of did a mental shift instead of just taking my, my income from work and, um, investing in real estate, it's time to generate more income, uh, with, with, with the business, the e-commerce business, and that can funnel into the real estate stuff after. So that's kind of like the mentality I took in the beginning. So how did all that play out? Like, were, were you able to, to quit that job? How fast did that happen? Yeah. So I, I actually quit real fast because I like, like you, I was, I was definitely not feeling it. Um, I, I, I launched in November, like just after Black Friday. So like basically December, 2015, and I quit my job like January 20th, January 20th, like a, like a month and a half later. Because things started to pick up. <laughs> yeah, so things started to pick up like like pretty quick because um, I'm in the uh, jewelry niche. Uh, I have a jewelry company. And, uh, you know, around that time, like like that that niche is doing real well because of presents for Q4 and stuff for, for the holidays. So things picked up. And I was like, man, I'm making more than the job already. Uh, and even when I'm not working, like, the, the business is still making income on the weekends, on my days off. And I had this mental shift where like, okay, actually working on the business now is a, is more valuable for my time than like going to work. Um, I, like, so I should quit my job and focus on this business because like the opportunities there, but in retrospect, I didn't realize that like, okay, those sales are like so high because it was, it was yeah. the holiday. But uh, it all worked out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I think we have to. We have to take a quick pause and just like appreciate that moment, right? Oh yeah, because so many people uh, want that moment in their life where you know they ha they have this vision, this big vision, and there's probably other people in their lives telling them they're freaking crazy. You know, shut up, stop complaining, go to work. Uh, you know, this is how life is, right? And there's so many of us that just we kind of give up, right? Like I think it, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm always grateful for the situations that put my put my back up against the wall because those are the ones that always made me like say no, screw this. I'm working towards my goal. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, you know, kind of like what you mentioned with, with your father. It's like those un really unfortunate moments that, uh, you know, put us into gear to, to work on these things. Um, and like you did it pretty quickly here, right? So you, you tapped into that real estate community, uh, followed along, helped other people, shared your story. And because of that, you met someone else that brought you into this Amazon world. And then that led to you being able to achieve your vision of leaving your job to focus on something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's been, it's been a real big blessing for me. And I, I definitely had a lot of naysayers too, now yeah. that I look back. Because uh, the job I was working in is like a, a union thing. So once people get in the union, like they never want to leave, they're going to, they're going to retire there. 
the benefits were good. So all my coworkers are telling me, oh, you're crazy, man. Like, don't leave this job. This is like the best yeah. security you'll ever have. And um, actually both my parents worked at that company. So I was kind of like, um, like, it's like a family thing also. Um, right. And that everybody was telling me that, that um, I'm tripping. I shouldn't leave. And I just, uh, I think I, uh, I had so much resolve in it. Uh, from my dad passing that like I didn't let that stuff phase me and I just stayed focused the whole time and I knew what I wanted uh yeah but yeah definitely a blessing since then it was a it was a great moment when I left yeah I think it's um one of those things you realize like for a lot of entrepreneurs and people that go down this path it's when when people start telling you you're crazy or, or, you know, stop what you're doing, like that's now I look at that like, oh, I'm getting close to doing what I want to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now we think that because we, we know what's up, right? Yeah. Back then, I, I definitely, like I say, I didn't let it phase me, but it definitely did a little bit. Like it, yeah. it's kind of scary, right? Like, okay, yeah. I'm leaving this good paint job. Like this business just started, but I think I was just so excited about it that like I, I had to follow through with it. Like I'm not yeah. going to, this business just like took off, starting to take off. Uh, I'm also in that, in, in the Facebook group, the, the MDS group, um, at that time, everyone's talking. So I think being part of that community also made it easier to kind of take that step and leaving my job. Cause look at all these other entrepreneurs that are doing it, right. that I'm talking to like every day, rather than I'm just at home. I start the business. I don't have a community. Then maybe when I'm talking to these, the people at work, uh, telling me that like, oh, uh, you should reconsider, like maybe that would affect me more, but I think being part of the community made it a lot easier for me. 100%, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. with those people, you know, picking up those, those other vibes, those positive vibes versus the negative vibes, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of winners just telling me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like what else, um, what other changes did you have to make? I mean, you mentioned being like super motivated. Was motivation enough to kind of get you where you wanted to be? Or did you have to make some other changes as well? I, well, motive, I, yeah, so definitely had to make some other changes. I, I think the biggest thing is just like always learning. Um, so like, you know, when I, I learned real estate or e-commerce, the, the thing that that is the most important part is that you need to learn everything about it, right? Because like, this is like a, when it becomes important and this is a lot of money's involved and you want to build a business, you got to learn everything about what's going on. Um, like in this case, Amazon, how it works. Like, um, so I think uh, the big part of the shift was just constantly learning how to build the Amazon business, um, how Amazon works and kind of shift my mindset towards like growing this business rather than just being, um, how do I say? Yeah. I think that the big part was shifting from like an employee mentality to a business owner mentality. And all of that was just learning like books and talking to other people, getting their, like their mindset on that. And I think that was a big shift for me at that time. Wow. Yeah. So how, what were some key things you implemented there? Like, did you, yeah, how much were you doing in the business? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, oh, like, you said, yeah, yeah. At first, it's everything, right? You're doing yeah, yeah. Just messages, messages, or like all that stuff. Uh, what kind of was your big first step that 
you know, when you look back on this, that uh, got you closer to to where you wanted to be, where you were like working okay. on the business and not yeah much. Okay, so yeah, definitely when I started, I was doing like literally everything, um, and yeah, I think the big first step was my first hire, my first employee. Yeah, I hired her. I hired my assistant. She's still with me now. Uh, nice. She's in the Philippines. All right. Um, yeah, she, her her first thing was to just answer messages, deal with the customer service because I'd get a lot of uh, a lot of customer messages. So just that freeing that pl- uh, that workload of dealing with the messages, so that I can focus on uh, new products and like other stuff and not deal with that. I think that was a big shift for me because um, you know I've never had an employee before, and then that kind of made me realize, okay, I need to offload everything that is kind of like not growing the business and just running, like maintaining the business. I need to offload that to her um, so that I can, yeah, just focus on new products and um, learning and advertising and stuff like that. Yeah. The first, the first, the first hire was a big deal. Nice. Yeah, definitely. um, Definitely a a hurdle to uh, overcome. I remember just thinking I, I could do everything myself or, you know, someone wasn't going to do it better, right? Like all these things that pop up in our minds to kind of just make it difficult for no reason, really. And then you get over that hurdle and you're like, oh, wow. You know, like, yeah, this is very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, you know, when I started the business, um, like even to this day, like it's kind of, I kind of view it as a lifestyle yeah. yeah, people call it like a lifestyle business where like I'm not in it to build this big like um this big behemoth like nine figure company with like fifty employees plus and, and have this big organization. I've always wanted to keep it lean because for me this is to fund my lifestyle, um, where I can go travel the world, like focus on my health and be happy and and things like that. So I've kept it pretty lean and haven't always been focused on like optimizing these systems with my employees and stuff like that uh at like for growth uh it's been more of like just to remove myself as much as possible uh still grow but kind of keep uh keep things pretty lean um yeah yeah i like that man i mean so so what kind of stuff have you been able to uh to accomplish like in in your business um you know while still maintaining that that lifestyle that you want to live like uh you know what kind, okay. of, what kind of revenue are you guys doing or you know products you release in a year uh so i think right now i'm about at like two million a year uh i've always been hovering around that since like the the peak of the business. We're launching a couple of products each year. Uh, the past, you know, during COVID, we kind of just focus on maintenance. I didn't really launch any new products in the company. Okay. Um, but yeah, around 2 million. Um, and yeah, what do I say? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're doing. And then what uh, kind of stuff, how many, how many hours are you putting in? I'd say now, right now, you know, it it changes, right? Like if you're actually launching new products, so there's, you're you're going to a new marketplace on Amazon or something comes up, I'll I'll be putting in maybe 20, 30 hours a week. But for the most part, I try to keep it uh, a lot less, like maybe 10, 10, 15. Um, Definitely have tried to remove myself as much as possible uh, from the business. 
So yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Um, yeah. Right on, man. And so, so what are you filling your time with? Like, what do you guys, uh, where, where do you live again? You're international, right? You, yeah. Yeah. You're in the States right now. Yeah. I'm in the States now just visiting family, but I live mainly in Thailand now. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm living in Thailand. Actually, we got a bunch of, uh, MBS guys living there. It's a great place. Um, yeah, I'm living there. I was, uh, when I first quit my job, I just started traveling. I just left the U.S. and just went traveling the world for a couple of years uh, while growing the business, which is pretty cool. But I kind of got burnt out doing that, uh, not having a home and always being on the move kind of wears on you after a while. So I can, I set up shop in Thailand and that's my mm-hmm. home base now. Nice. Yeah. What did you like about Thailand? What made you call that place home? Oh, man, the food is so good. People are nice. Um, I think... You know, the weather is great too. It's like always sunny and like when it rains, it doesn't rain for too long. Or I guess, I guess during rainy season, I usually go travel. Actually, it rains a lot there. But um, uh, yeah, just the people there, I feel like the vibe and they're, they're, they have this mentality, they call it sabai sabai. It means kind of like, okay, everything's cool. Just be happy and like, don't stress. And I just, I can, I can feel that a lot. Like when I'm in, okay. uh, when I'm there. So I like that vibe. Cause I grew up in LA where it's kind of like pretty fast paced. Yeah. Um, and I just like that more like relaxed lifestyle where you can kind of like appreciate your time, go into nature and like, like, it's just not as stressful there for me. And I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard that, that phrase or, or about, or I haven't heard that about Thailand, but that kind of reminds me of like, you know, the no worries vibe or like, yeah, yeah. The surf, you know, I'm big into surfing, like the surf communities like that. Like they can be a little aggro when they're out, you know, in the water at a specific <laughs> break, some locals or something like that. But for the most part, um, you know, pretty, pretty laid back, no worries, you know, whatever yeah, yeah. happens type, type vibe. Yeah. But it's also kind of, it could be a trap, right? Cause it's so relaxed there sometimes, yeah. but. The good thing is, is there's a, there's actually a pretty big entrepreneurial community. A lot of e-commerce guys, a lot of MDS guys uh, where I live too. So we we always kind of keep each other motivated, stay nice. healthy, like, stay like grinding and stuff. Um, so I don't follow those that. guys pretty often. Oh yeah, man. Um, actually, you know it's funny. Uh, now that I think about it, some of my closest friends and basically my my. My whole network now is actually all MDS guys. Cool. Uh, like we're good friends now. Um, I've gone on trips together with them and like basically, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it, uh, like MDS for me, it, it became like the next, I don't know how to say it, but like the people become your like new friends. Like as you get older, you know, your friendships kind of change a little bit. And kind of like what you said, I've, you know, hanging out with more MDS people for my birthday. I went and spent a few days with another member, you know, someone I, I also know in the group and, uh, just traveling and going on the MDS trips and stuff like that. Like you're making these really great memories with these amazing people. Uh, and you just tend to want to repeat those things. So you just keep seeing the same people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause everyone's kind of. Everyone's kind of dealing with the same challenges and might have similar aspirations, you know, because we're all we're all doing the thing right. And uh, I think that 
that lays the groundwork for some uh, some good friendships. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what else are you guys? Uh, what else are you doing out there? You mentioned you do uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. How often do you train at the moment? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm training. I, I try to tone it down a little bit. I used to train a lot, like twice a day, and I just burned myself out. Um, yeah. I train about three, four times a week. Okay, workout in between. Uh, just doing that. Uh, do you know the guy that does the? Uh, oh man, Ivan, Ivan, something. I think he's. In Thailand, he does the Goda training, but I think he does BJJ as well. Uh, no, no, I don't know this guy. He's an MDS. He is not an MDS. But okay, Nate, Nate Ginsburg from Se- the, the Sellerplex guy put yeah, yeah, yeah onto him. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you okay. that stuff later. But uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy, interesting fitness guy, martial arts uh, guy. Probably be cool for you guys to connect over there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That'd be good. Um, so what, I mean, what else, man, you got any big, what brought you back to the States? You said family, any special occasion, how long you around for? Uh, yeah, I came back to see family. Cause you know, when I'm out there, like, I don't really miss LA too much, but I miss my family a lot. So like, yeah. life is good over there, but they're not there. So I always try to come back a couple times a year and see them. Uh, I'm here for another like two weeks or so. Then I go back. Um, yeah, I have it. Like, I, I want to go back, put some more time there before I start traveling again. Kind of like, uh, like kind of get a refresher and get um, work on some stuff in the business, and then maybe this this summer go to Europe or travel a bit more around Asia. Okay. I think I'm ready to try, especially now that like a lot of countries are opening, making it easier to to get in. Like with all the COVID rules and stuff, I'm starting to get that itch again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, man. Cool. Is um, uh, so what's some goals you guys are working on for the business? Uh, uh yes. So, yeah, for the business, um, you know, everyone's talking about okay, I'm gonna hit this next milestone of like uh, oh, we're gonna go eight figures this year or something like that. But actually, for me, in the last year or two, we've taken about a, I'd say a thirty percent hit in our revenue and profits, like o- over the. During, during the COVID times, um, a lot of supply chain issues and um, and other stuff. So my goal now for this year, at least, is to get back to what our numbers were before uh, the pandemic. So I'm working on that. We're going to be launching some new products. I hired a, a new employee kind of to um, to revamp our listings, like make some video videos now and like, uh, like yeah, just update all the, the product images and 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 kind of make a push towards optimizing things a little bit better because I got a little lazy with it before. Um, yeah, get, and get back to our uh, our old pre-pandemic revenue numbers and, okay. and then take it from there. <laughs> yeah. You guys had any 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 big wins since trying to bounce back from COVID? Um, well, yeah, the big, well, I'd say the big win now is the, uh, we don't have the inventory limit issues at Amazon. I know anyone, anyone that's selling on Amazon that's listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Like they yeah. started limiting <laughs> the amount of inventory that we could send because they were having some stress at the warehouses. Um, but now that that's removed, uh, the big win is I can actually send in inventory a lot easier and like launch new products and everything. Uh, so just having actually getting back in stock um for all our products is is a huge win because um 
we have a lot of SKUs, like different sizes of jewelry, different colors, and uh, it takes up a lot of uh, a lot of different SKUs rather than just like a couple hero SKUs that are selling a lot of units that get a lot of inventory uh, space like accredited to them. Okay. I have a lot of a lot of SKUs doing a little bit of, of sales, but uh, across a bunch of SKUs. So Amazon's algorithm like really kind of screwed me when it came to the inventory uh, uh, restrictions. But now that that's gone, I can get back in stock and um, things are starting to look good now. Yeah. Yeah, those, uh, those limits, they came out of nowhere too, right? Like they came yeah. overnight just, um, yeah, they like to hit us with, with some of those surprises throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. But we got to, you know, we got to roll with the punches, right? So that was where, a thing and now it's better. Where do you find yourself working in, in the business the most uh, these days? Um, I would say, uh, a big part of it is, uh, like I, I mentioned, I hired the, the new girl, um, I'd say communicating with my team and just making sure that, um, they're not only doing, um, what they're doing, but that they're responsible for it, um, and making sure that they, they, uh, yeah making sure that they're responsible for, for what they're working on so that I can focus on the other things that I want to do. Like, like the new, I'm working on some new products now. So I need, I, I always want to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, to make sure that like, we're doing everything right. And like the other stuff I can kind of, um, delegate to them. So I, I would say working on the new products, optimizing new products and dealing with the manufacturers to make sure that the, uh, they're how I want it. Yeah. I'm still involved in that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The product development side of things uh, is still fun to be involved in. I feel like that's exciting because it's usually like new, fresh ideas that you're you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you keeps me engaged because you know the everyday business is not not really too like exciting. But if I'm working on new products, like oh okay, this is gonna work. Doing product research and getting kind of excited about the potential of it. Uh, I, I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you might fit more of that, like what some would call like a vision, visionary role or like a CEO role, like the idea person, uh, taking risks, stuff like that. Uh, have you taken any steps to kind of help? Uh, well, I guess you clearly have, but like what has helped you with those things that are repetitive and that you just need to be, you know, consistent on, uh, that are always going to be there. Hmm. Wait, wait, I kind of don't understand that question. Like the repetitive procedures and stuff like customer, you know, handling customer, customer support or responding to, uh, Amazon account performance notifications, you know, things like that, that are repetitive and just gotta be done over and over. Uh, like what steps did you take to help offload that stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, so my, my, uh, first hire, my employee, she's a rock star. So just having the confidence and knowing that she can handle these things, uh, kind of like, as I built my, as we've kind of grown. Um, I think I've been really lucky and just knowing that I can kind of tell her to handle it and she'll handle it, but stuff like performance notifications from seller central, uh, I, I definitely deal with that. Cause I'm that that's like, you know, risk to the account and I'll, I'll, I'll deal with those 
red flags myself. Okay. But um, yeah, just, just having the right team in place, I, I guess, um, that, that, you know, that you could, uh, yeah, delegate to, I think that's yeah. the most important part. Cause I don't like doing that stuff. Um, actually I don't like working on the business at all. I just want to go have fun and like do jujitsu and travel yeah, and stuff. <laughs> so the least I can do as possible is, is what I'm optimizing for. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that, that, that driving mentality that like I'm optimizing for my lifestyle is kind of what helps me delegate stuff and kind of keep a balance with that and focus on the bigger value tasks. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, it's exciting to see that you've been able, you know, to maintain that fast growth from when you got started, um, to where you are, are at now and just really live that life that you want to, where, you know, you have time to time to travel, time to, to train and, you know, time to hop on a plane and go visit the family and stuff like that. Like, uh, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's really been a blessing. Um, and that's why I, I, I just love being able to have this business, you know, it's like e-commerce so I can work from my laptop. Uh, I don't have like a physical location or anything. And, uh, just that, that, that ability has opened up a lot of doors for me because I could just work from anywhere and, uh, yeah, just make sure I, I stay focused on the business while traveling, which is good. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, man. It's such a good feeling. I mean, uh, you know, those moments we have where we kind of can take a step back and think about, you know, the fact that, Hey, we, we had this dream a few years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it may have been. And, uh, now we're out here, here living it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I think about that often actually. Um, cause I've, I'm, I'm living that, I would say that that vision I had before, and now I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to do next? Right. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm doing this and, um, yeah, what's the plan? So that's a lot. Of, that's what I've been pondering on lately. I don't have all the answers yet though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, what, the what's next part can be hard, uh, to figure out. I know for me, cause I just, um, there's a lot of different things I'd be excited to do. Uh, yeah. But for me, I try to just come back and just like have that moment of gratitude where it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> um, I, I made this happen. I did this. Um, yeah. How, yeah, does, it, how does it make you feel when you have those moments to, to pause and kind of sit back and reflect on that stuff? Oh, it feels amazing, man. The, the problem is I don't do that often enough because yeah. I'm always thinking about, okay, what's, what's this fire I got to put out or like what I'm going to do. Uh, so I think I definitely, I definitely could stand to take more time to be grateful and appreciative of like the, the life I've built for myself. Um, but yeah, it feels great. Um, uh, I try to give back when I can, um, like anyone has questions, I try to help answer them. Um, like, like in my personal life or on NBS or something like that. Um, yeah, it's a great feeling. Uh, I'm really glad I put in the work, you know? Yeah, man. Well, you know, the community is, uh, you know, we're certainly grateful to have you and it's, uh, cool to hear your story of like, you know, dealing with the shift work and, you know, I'm sure you were tired after getting off work, but you still came back and like focused on, on this side hustle to, uh, you know, work towards something new and, 
and you made it happen, man. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, great. And hopefully someone listens to that and kind of, you know, hopefully that'll tip the scale in, in, in their favor and they'll kind of start working on a side hustle or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I hope so. Uh, Cause I know that if I can do it, basically, yeah, anyone can do it. If they just put the work in and, and learn the right things and just get involved, I think it's definitely possible for anyone. So that's part of the reason why I did this show, uh, to hop on the podcast. Cause I know like if I could talk about my story and maybe it just motivates or gives someone that like little nudge they, they can take to, to take the next step in their journey. I, um, I think it's worth it. Like part of me giving back, you know? Yeah, I think it's great, man. And like, that's probably how you got involved with that, uh, real estate podcast, right? Like you probably heard someone else sharing their story or something similar and, um, you know, now it's, it's great to be in a position where you can kind of do the same for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and, and chat. It's been good. And, um, I hope to see you at an event soon. Have you looked at coming to any of the, uh, upcoming MDS events? Yeah, I know. They just sent out the email for the, the big one in Mexico city. Uh, you know, some of my, but we're all talking about it. So I'll, I'm probably going to come to that one and see everybody. All right, man. Yeah, well, yeah I'm excited about it. Yeah, you're going, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be there. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Are you a million-dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.